Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. Hit it! Yeah, now good evening ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the den with your friend, Engineer Jim on 103.3 Fist. F-I-S-T-F-M Yeah, baby! Where we jam in the best contemporary rock on the face of the planet. That's right! You just got fisted. <laughs> now, before we crank another jam, I just want to let you know about the two-for-one special down at Larry's House of Meat. If you can kill it, they can grill it. Yeah, baby! Alright! Now back to my favorite friends, the two men with the biggest cojones I've ever seen in the shower. That's right! You know them, you love them, you know what I'm talking about. He's a giant Jan! And it's me, Engineer Jim, and it's time for my medicine. So you're listening to 103.3 The Fist, where we pump it every time. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Can I come out of the apartment now? Me from Salah. Me and my boys. I became their dad. If you think it's weird, well, screw you, jerk. I will bring it up to the people over at Fox Alternative. Fox Alternative sounds I'm, dirty. Should we yeah. touch our bags? Look okay. at my nuts. You don't have to be in college to do that. <laughs> Period. Oh. So if Ephraim agrees to go, you'll go to Coachella. Yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Hipsters! Joel Klatt just Joel popped Klatt. in. It's actually my wife's birthday today, so oh, I nice. thought I got to get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Brando is always like, say hello to Terry, everybody! <laughs> hello, Terry. Plops down, like gives air to his boys, and I'm like jammed up against Pereira, and my head's up against the ceiling. Pereira's like, just get me to a bar, I want a Tito's. <laughs> And then I hear Brando's phone ring, and I'm like, this is going to be amazing. He grabs the phone. Say hello to Terry, everybody. And he's like, guys, guys, say hello to Terry. Say hello. Joel, do it now. Say hello. Hello, Terry. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. What? Why? It is the Jay and Dan podcast that you've been Ooh. looking forward to. It's episode 99. Yes. Let's bring them in. Wayne yes. Gretzky. The great one. Hey, buddy. Any oh, second he's now. Here. Mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky. Any second now. Oh, oh we didn't get him? We, Whatever. Didn't happen. 
The last time we discussed uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky, it was, uh, I believe, episode like 88, and we were talking to Mike, and he's like, hey, Wayne Gretzky, episode 99. And I said, we got him? And Mike, Mike says... No, no, it's not Mike's fault. <laughs> well, isn't no. it always Mike's fault? No. no, no, it's not. So it's ninety nine. Who, now, who's on the wall of fame here? This is uh, uh, remember we lost the uh, the Movember to uh, George Peros, and this is his second installment. He gets a a picture once a month. Oh, okay. His first one was Carrie Price. Now it's the Pythons. I think that must be a. I was I thinking it was a wrestling uh, combo. I'm not sure. Wrestling I'm not, team. That looks like George looks Peros like George, with yeah. no hair on the right. Yeah, so that's his addition. I have no idea who that to is. To the Wall of Fame. What a week. Uh, Super oh, Bowl. Oh, People boy. sent a bunch of tweets. That uh, was fun. And uh, hey, we still, uh, we're still here. Yeah, barely. <laughs> yeah, we're barely here. But we're here in person, like literally. Yeah, we're here in person. That's exciting. Uh, you might notice I'm redder than usual. I just got off the golf course. Oh, how was that? With one Robert Lucetich, oh, our nice. golf insider, uh, who's been on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. It was, We played in the Valley. I had never been to the Valley. It's a part of... Uh, Wait, you'd never been to the Valley ever? No, never. That was the first time you were ever in the Valley? We played on the surface of the sun. It was 95 <laughs> degrees or so there. That's the Valley. I tell you, I had to come here because uh, I had to rush here and uh, get here in time because I didn't know what the time travel would be, so I had to have a shower at work. A shower after a hot day of golf may be the greatest thing on earth. I don't know about that. Uh, Greatest thing. uh, I was a half hour late for this podcast. I feel really bad about it, but I have no excuse. Uh, We have a very exciting uh, guest, Dan Patrick, on. Yes, you were on the Dan Patrick show. Yes. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, I was on the Dan Patrick show on uh, Monday. Uh, you were supposed to be on, but you were uh, coming back from yes, I had a to trip fly away. Back on like a, a red eye back from from Canada. Yeah, saw my uh, little girls. Uh, went to the sick kids emergency. Okay, this got sad. <laughs> Oh, it's not, no, everything's good. Oh. It just we had to go there seven and a half hours. Yeah, so you sent some tweets. You sent a lot of interesting tweets over the weekend. You sent some tweets to sick kids saying that their waiting room's filthy. I said I fully expected a rat to crawl upon my lap. Right, right. And then uh, seven and a half hours is a long time to wait. That's a little extreme. And should I point out, we still never saw a doctor. I'm like, we're out of here. What happens in that situation as a nurse coming out like, oh, we're trying. We only have three doctors. No, no, no. One came out. I said, are we going to see a doctor? They're like, well, there's five people ahead of you. And I'm like, okay, we've been here five hours. And then at seven and a half hours, I said, okay, we must be next in line. They're like, nope, there's six in front of you. Were you in an emergency room? Yes. The key is to say, I'm dying. <laughs> That's what you have to say. If you don't say you're dying... You don't, you, you'll sit in an emergency room for four days. Yeah, so that was a fun experience. You have to literally say, I just got shot. Where's the blood? <laughs> uh, I'm concealing it. I have it all, <laughs> but I need to get in right away. I'm dying. Uh, one of our, um, our avid listeners and one of our avid viewers of our show, uh-huh. Cassie Martino. Happy birthday. Yes, great job, Dan. Yes, Cassie Martino. Uh, great feedback. Going to college, living life, loving life. Thank you, Cassie. Happy birthday to you. If we had... Yeah, big time. 
80,000 more Cassie Martinos. We would have a hit show. It would be great for us. Because they would tell their friends. Yeah, we could clone. Well, and then her sister, Tori Martino, right? Another good one. Big fans. They're probably our biggest fans down here in the States. These kids have problems. Two people. (laughs) We've got two. We've got two. You know what? You got to start with one, then two. It was an interesting week for the network because, okay, so you sent out some tweets. I went on Dan Patrick. Thought what I had was a pretty normal and not the too controversial it was conversation. I it. wasn't certainly wasn't trying to be controversial. And then suddenly uh, everyone's writing stories about us, how we're disgruntled <laughs> and uh, and we're angry and we were we're mad because Fox put us in a closet last week, which they did. But we were in on the joke. We knew that was happening. Um, so I don't know what to do. Like. Even on Friday night, I, I did the show as you were gone. I did the show solo, and I read from a Deadspin <laughs> article about uh, Colin's ratings. And I read it word for word, but it was a joke. And people thought I was like I was like taking a shot at the network by doing that. I, I just, it's very, we're having some problems down here. People need to. We're having some problems. It's all good. We, but for people to understand, we would not want to work anywhere else. We love working here. So that's let's clear that. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, like, we're having a great time down here. It's awesome. It's ninety-five degrees it, in it February. Really sounds sincere in my voice, right? February tenth. Oh, I see things aren't going well how in is, LA for you. How was your golf game? Horrendous. I've played oh. twice in two and a half years. Okay. How's Robert? He must be I put, killer. I, I think I put a my golf ball into someone's soup because it. I said, Robert, it's nothing's over there. He goes, No, <laughs> there's homes there. There's houses. <laughs> It's in I a can't pool. believe I get to eat like this every it's, day. It's <laughs> it's floating in a pool right now. And then uh, last week we had three shows on FS1 at the Super Bowl. We had uh, we had Colin Coward show, we had uh, Katie Nolan show, Katie Nolan, and we had um, Jason Whitlock show. Which uh, that was the show that uh, Rob Gronkowski uh, gave Julie Stewart Binks a lap dance. So, all in all, our our network's in the news. Everything's going great. We're getting attention for the network. As my mom says, hi her today. Hey, any pub's good pub. Yeah, I agree. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Unless you kill someone. Well, that maybe we should try it. How do we know? <laughs> Come who, on, it'll be fine. If you could kill anyone at this network, other than obviously Mike, who would it be? Well, here's the thing. Up until this past week, when we kind of made some news, we could have murdered someone and no one would have identified us. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. But now, now we can't get away with that as easily. There. So, again. That'll make Jay and Dan happier. And some big, big things coming to Fox Sports Live. Oh, like what? Can you give us a, a tease, an idea? <laughs> no. Oh, this is exciting. I, I, will say, I will say this. Those big things might involve this room, I'm Whoa. told. Right? Whoa. There's your tease. Wow. Okay, I can tell people now. Jay and I are getting into porn. Well, you were in the valley today, so <laughs> everything's coming up. Jay and Dan, Jim's class. Yeah, you were in the San Fernando Valley, the home of pornography worldwide. Oh, yeah, don't you guys the think? Man yeah, yeah. I I think Dan should move to Chatsworth. No, yeah. it right? Took, it took an hour to get here from the valley, so that was scratched forever from my brain of right. ever considering moving there. But you don't have to go that deep because you went where to Westlake Village or you went Woodland to Hills. Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills. So quite a, quite that's fairly 
into the valley, right, That's Ben? Deep, totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's deep valley. That's deep valley. But you don't have to go deep into her. So I go tip of the valley. Yeah, you just stick your, your tip of the d- in there. So I just, because it is literally a valley, I just need to, as I start descending, I yeah. need to find a home there. That's basically yeah. where Jim is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a, a, as you have descended. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Right by Jimmer's. Okay, so one uh, weekend. I would love to have you as a Jim, here's, yeah. here's the plan. Awesome. Yeah. One weekend, uh, I show up your doorstep Saturday morning. I don't leave till Monday morning, and you show me that area. No problem. It would be my pleasure. Sounds pretty good. Pool so party. It's, it's Pool either party. Someone, one of us is going to be scarred for life, or we're going to be friends for life. <laughs> Making sweet love to each other. Or I might just move in with Jim and his that, family. Now that's a we, show. We got room. Now that's we got a room. show. Come you, on down anytime. Now, do you have a, a guest house? I don't have a guest house. We could build one. We could build one from there, <laughs> I, right? I, I have I have spot for a guest okay, house. Okay, okay. Perfect. Is, yeah. It could be just like Dan could be your Cato, your Cato Caleb. Uh, I, would, I would love that. And Ephraim just pitches it, pitches it to Fox Alternative, if that's even a thing. Uh, and then they build it for us, film it, and then uh, we get the house paid for. I love it. I love this idea. This is all coming together. I'm buying a white Bronco. Done. <laughs> Speak, speaking of Cato, I was walking out of the Dan Patrick show on Monday, and uh, they were escorting me out, and they're like, wow, it was a great time, and I see this guy pull up in a in a Lexus, a, a little sedan, and it's Cato, and Cato's going to be on the show. So he walks right up to me and gives me one of his shirts, it was like slacker leisure yeah, wear. He gave it to me. Thank you. Yeah, because it, it didn't fit me. But he thought I worked on the show. Like he had no idea who I was. He was just like, oh, another staffer. Here's a shirt. But he looks uh, the same. Yep. I was going to say good, but the same. He, hey, who's that good looking guy? If you've been watching the uh, the O.J. Simpson show, uh, what's it called? O.J. The People American versus O.J. Yeah. Simpson? Sorry, yeah. Cato doesn't come across very well in it. Oh, no? <laughs> no, it's like he's like a stoner dude. Oh, like yeah. Like, first the cops came in, they're always like, eh, man, what's happening? <laughs> and then the scene last night, he's sitting around with uh, uh, OJ's family, and he's like putting laces in a shoe. He's just sitting there during the chase, putting laces in a shoe. <laughs> no, did they talk to Cato? Was that actually what he was doing? He had doing? no lines in that episode. No. Oh, I- yeah, he's like, going to come in later. Obviously, obviously, yeah, he's going to be a big part of the trial. But How, again, that's a hit show for Fox. I will say this: like he doesn't look that much different than he did twenty years ago in the trial. He maybe a little puffier, but still looks pretty much the same. We're all puffier. Not you. You're thinner since no, you came down here. I'm just my face is on fire right now. What? Because <laughs> you got too much sun today. But I was wearing a, a hat. I I had I looked like a. Uh, a uh, geisha dancer? Is that geisha dancer? <laughs> you a look like a dancer? geisha girl. A geisha girl? Well, who wears the white makeup? The, oh yeah, yeah, geisha girls. <laughs> that's yeah. what. That's how much I had. On. You had that much sunscreen on. <laughs> yes. A geisha dancer. A, a mime. I look like. Yes, a geisha I look like da- a mime. I look like a geisha dancer. Well, and how is Robert Lucetich out on? The, he must be incredible. Like a zero handicap. Like a scratch golfer. He turned it on when this, there was skins on the line. Oh, yeah. So he was just having fun. He felt bad. And then when it was com- competition time, the old lefty came through. That's right. Peach, I, does Pete Schrager golf? Pete, do you golf? Go where? Do you golf? <laughs> do you golf? No, I've never picked up a club in my life. <laughs> what do you, what, how do you, think of, what do you think of this idea? You, like Dan O'Toole and Robert Lucetich, golf together in the Valley today. Just love to get your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, no, that, that's, I mean, what's the old saying? Nothing good happens after 11 p.m.? Nothing good happens with Robert Lucetti from the Valley. <laughs> uh, Peter Schrager, our NFL insider, uh, he was a part of all those shows Jay's me- Jay mentioned during uh, Super Bowl week on our network. And, Peter, not to toot your own horn, people already know we're big fans, but you were the breakout star. Huge. You were massive. Guys, guys I loved it. And I did Katie Nolan's show every every day, which was great, but... Mike Garofolo, who I don't think you guys have had on your podcast. Your Canadian listeners might not know him. Good guy. He's been covering the NFL for like 10 years. We were both together as a tandem each night with you guys from the closet. And I'll tell you, we were in hours of traffic to get to the Hotel Vitali where we were filming from each day. But we were giddy. We were excited. I was loving my job because it was so fun coming on with you guys, taking the piss out of our week, and uh, just doing sports in a different way. I'll be completely honest with you guys. That was some of the most fun I've ever had doing this job. It was so – you guys were so great together, and I've said this – to you, Pete, and, and I know you don't feel like uh, have more work added to your plate, but I feel like a great show would be, what's happening? Are you constructing a robot? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great show. <laughs> <laughs> Just you fic- you constructing a robot. No, uh, oh, Mr. Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot, season two, Pete Schrager joins the cast. Uh, no, it would be you, you and Garofolo, uh, just ch- just chatting NFL every day for half an hour. I would watch that every day. I'd DVR it. I'd race home to watch it. Uh, I just thought you guys were awesome together. But I you appreciate know, it. You can't fake hey, that chemistry. That. You can't fake you know, it. And it was funny. And it was like, here's the deal. I, I think I'm a pretty cool guy. I've got some connections around the, the New York City world, and, and when we're in LA, I end up having a good night here and there. But Garofolo, I mean, he's usually a homebody. Every single night, he was like, I've got to go to Marshawn Lynch's party. I'm like, okay, uh, sure, I picture you going to that party. And then the next day it was, you know, oh, the NFLPA is inviting me to a party. It's hosted by whoever. And then, you know, oh, I'm going to see Run DMC performing tonight. I was invited, you know, every single night while I'm sitting at home, you know, I'm, 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 reading, uh, I'm reading The Lord of the Rings or I'm reading Tolkien. I, I, I mean, I got nothing going on. I'm, just, I'm home. I'm, I'm home in bed. Um, I actually had a, a couple great dinners, but, I mean, Mike Garofolo was an animal. So by the time we would get on uh, your show, it was actually, I mean, it wrote itself because I hadn't really found out what Mike did the night before, and you guys would ask him. And he wouldn't give you all the details, but I'll tell you, he was texting me at 3 in the morning, like, just got in, see you in the morning. (laughs) Uh, Schrager, I would ask you if you were surprised by the Super Bowl, but if you read Peter Schrager's articles on uh, FoxSports.com or whatever the hell our website is, you would know that, Peter, you were like Nostradamus. Yeah. You you predicted a low-scoring game won by the Denver Broncos. Dan, I texted you on Saturday or Friday. I said, Dan... Moneyline Broncos and the under. If you want to make money, Vegas is giving it out right now. I mean, that was it. It was going to be that way. And I've been watching the Broncos all season long, destroying opponents. And I said this all week. I said, I don't care if they have Ryan Lindley, John, John Skelton, if you want to put Max Hall, any of these scrub quarterbacks. Couldn't get Ron Tugnut on the air this week. <laughs> Tommy Salo, Andrew Raycroft, Corey Schwab, Corey Hirsch, Chris Terreri. <laughs> Honestly, Bob Senza could have been playing quarterback for the Broncos on And they were going to win. This defense was so dominant. And here was my point, my big takeaway from this Super Bowl and also the AFC Championship game. In the era that we live in now where daily fantasy is all anyone wants to talk about and ESPN pays fantasy football experts and the NFL Network pays fantasy football experts, nerds who talk about 
yards per reception, six-figure salaries, and the Red Zone Network with Andrew Siciliano is all anyone watches and not the games. It was a good defense that kicked ass in the playoffs. Yep. It will always rule the day. And at the end of the day, it was defense that won the AFC Championship game, and it was defense yep. that won the Super Bowl. Nine out of the last 11 defenses that finished number one in the league have won the Super Bowl. I don't care what your fantasy numbers are. Give me defense every day of the week. Peter Schreger, I know things were spread out there. The, the game was in Santa Clara where the Niners play. Should San Francisco host another Super Bowl? Is it, is it Super Bowl compatible? Absolutely. It was a mm. blast. I mean, Jay, I know you're a fan of great restaurants. Dan, I know you're a friend, a fan of the bar. They had both of those <laughs> things. The restaurants were incredible. The bar scene was great. And this Uber has changed Super Bowl week in mm. such a way. I mean, I just got the iPhone probably six months ago. So I always was the one hailing a cab on the corner. You wouldn't have gotten a cab. But this Uber... You can go anywhere. You, you, you pop it. You know, it's a free ad for Uber. I might, might want to throw they deserve it. Dollars. Yeah, they do deserve it. It's, it's a great app. It's a great app, and it took you anywhere you need. So, you know, traffic was bad, sure, but I've been in worse Super Bowl cities before. I loved it. I thought San Francisco was great. The weather was great. And, you know, altogether, I thought it was just an awesome, awesome weekend. I can't wait to get back after it. I love this stuff. Pete, and next year, Fox has the Super Bowl, and we're in America's most dynamic and exciting cultural city, Houston. Yeah. <laughs> See, I mean, it's the thing. Like, I've done a bunch of Texans games. I've never had a great night in Houston. It's a huge, sprawling metropolis that yeah. covers about 40 miles. The question is, how do we get you guys to one of these events? Because we were taking the piss out of it that you weren't at yeah. the Super Bowl. But at some point, it's like, all right, <laughs> these are two of our most talented guys on the network. Maybe they should be there. Maybe we should include them in some of these activities. I'd love to see you at the Super Bowl and not through a camera back in the home base. Here, well, here's the thing. Here's the problem, Pete. If we do go to, if we do go to a Super Bowl, we'd have to like actually work a lot. So, Wait, now you're saying that? After but no, saying- I obviously want to go. Because this is the thing, Pete. I think our only chance might have been like maybe uh, maybe the the dot com side of things. You know, you, you do a lot of uh, stuff for FoxSports.com, obviously. Uh, uh, maybe they would have uh, said, you know what, the the podcast is very popular. Uh, you guys are doing great. Maybe we'll bring them next year to the Super Bowl. Fox has the game. Uh, one small problem: uh, the the digital people hate us now. They absolutely <laughs> despise us now. So uh, what's a web page? Yeah, they're not happy. <laughs> they're not happy with us, Pete. So uh, that's not good. By the way, Peter. I feel like, I feel, wait, time out. You know how there's like, uh, oh, I'm trying to think. You know how like Superman had like, what was the ep- like? There wasn't like a, a dark side to Superman Sorry. for like a little while. There was like like that dark. I feel like that was Twitter Dan this week. Like yeah. there was a dark yeah. side of Dan, and whatever reason. The subject was the di- not not the industry, not not ESPN. Nope, the digital side. <laughs> First thing that you like, need like, to know is that the internet is amazing. <laughs> like an injured deer, the, the, the digital side. A bunch of guys, a bunch of guys who have a handheld camera running around and can't get into the party. Dan, but wait, no, yeah. like Peter, I also got mad at a hospital. Peter, we know we're keeping you from a dinner. You're out celebrating because you want a uh, pool against your buddies and they have to buy you a steak dinner tonight. So you're out for a steak dinner. So we should let you get back to that. Let me explain the rules real quick to you. Yeah. I think every one of your listeners should do this. I mentioned this before every year, right before the season starts, my seven friends and I, my best friends, the eight of us go to the Olive Garden. I swear to God uh, on, in Chelsea, 23rd and sixth, And we have a giant room in the back reserved and we draft four teams each, like a real NFL draft with a snake and the whole thing. So, 
You pick any four teams you want, and then at the end of the year, we tabulate those four teams, and the guy, one of the eight guys, who has the most combined wins gets to pick any steakhouse in the city, in all of Manhattan, in February after the Super Bowl, and he gets a steak for free. I happen to win my picks of the Steelers, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Vikings have made me king for a night, and I am having a giant filet right inside right now. Which which steakhouse, by the way? Where where did you pick? Well, you know, there's a couple things that I that I hold no count. Now, there's better steakhouses in the city, but I chose a place called Wolfgang's, and I'll explain why. Mm-hmm. Giant giant steakhouse, big round table, so all the jokes can go around, mm-hmm. and uh, it's convenient for everybody. Buy a lot of steakhouse, buy a lot of subways. So it is called Wolfgang Steakhouse. If you uh, are ever in the city, you guys have to go. It's actually great. Thanks, by the way, for not including us in your list of best friends. Thanks Trigger bomb. Yeah. I, told you, I told you I had 17 grooms in my wedding. <laughs> you did. If I got, this is eight of them. If I, there's still a whole nine others. If I was to get married this summer, and it was this time of day, both of you guys, yes, and we'd have we would have nineteen groomsmen at this wedding. What about Jay and Dan? Happy. What about Botticello? Botticello might might be there to kind of serve the drinks and maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, he can always be always a bridesmaid, never a bride. He can be the ring bearer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Jim Jim can deal with the sound somehow. Pat Muldowney can tweet about it, and then Troy Aikman will be my best man. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. I'm in. I'm in. I love it. Uh, thanks, Shrek's. Enjoy your steak. Thanks, guys. I love you both. Love you, buddy. Peter Schrager, our NFL insider. He is a must-follow on Twitter, at P Schrags. That's at P-S-C-H-R-A-G-S. Man, if you get laser eye surgery, you all of a sudden cannot read small print. They tell you that as soon as you get it. They say, you're going to need reading glasses. So, why don't you get them? It might be a cool new image change for you. But I'll have to, like, break them out. Like No, no, you hang them around your neck. Like, you're, like, professorial type. And then you have the elbow patches on your jacket. The patches on the elbows? Patches. And then you can hit on all the women at work here that you've been avoiding. By the way, (laughs) another Fox show, just because he said patches and it reminded me of... um, Zach Galifianakis. Baskets? Baskets. Unreal. It's funny. His sidekick, that woman, is gold. Yeah, she's really good. She's got to get nominated for an Emmy. Seriously, Fox is... And Louis Anderson. Yeah, Louis Anderson is his mom. Fox is just hitting (laughs) it out of the park. I love love the story of how they came up with that. Uh, Zach Galifianakis, I think he was on Jimmy Kimmel, and he's like, uh, like, wow, because Louis C.K. produces the show, and and they're like, you know who I envisioned uh, for your mom is someone who sounds like Louis Anderson. And then they like sat there for two minutes, and they're like, well, why don't we just ask? <laughs> <laughs> and they did, and he said yes. Um, oh, can we touch our bags? Did we say who our main guest is? I don't even think yeah. we said we, no, we I think uh, Yes, Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick's yeah. coming on the show. He's going to be on in just a few minutes. Uh, he was just filming Sports Jeopardy in town here in Los Angeles because uh, he normally does his radio show out east. And we're going to talk about the first time we, we ever met. It's quite an interesting meeting. Well, he po- uh, Robert Lucetic has pointed out that we got we may have gotten the details wrong on the radio. We talked about it on the radio yeah. show. We'll, we'll uh, bring it up here. Okay, here we're going to, let's touch our bags. Yes. I also want to get to this, this to thing here. I suppose it's sweeping the, the internet. The Jay and Dan mailbag. Let's do it. Well, uh, maybe post-Patrick? Post-Patrick. Post-Pat. Post-Pat. Okay, here Wednesday. we go. Oh, yeah, okay, so we got one. We, got, we, got, we can get in two, yeah. two of them. Here okay. we go. All right, here, I'll start. Hey, bots. This is from Aaron Woodley. I want to start by saying I love the podcast. You guys are truly hilarious. Engineer Jim is a legend. Anyway, I was at Spanky's in Peterborough last weekend. After Ooh. a few wobbly pops, I was asked at least three bartenders if they knew who Big City Ken was. They all said no. They all said no. 
I then asked if they've heard of you two, and they looked at me like I was crazy. Have you guys actually been to Spanky's before? Because they had no idea who you were. I thought Dan was a local legend. Keep up the good work, guys, and try to treat Mike a little better. He works hard. My hey. girlfriend thinks he's a little too sexy. Whoa. Damn you, sexy Mike. Cheers, bods. So they've forgotten about you already in the Peter Pan. Welcome to the hiccups. Uh, I was there last time, and I never knew any of the bartenders, so. I, I know the guy, the guys who own it. Do you think that maybe people have just decided that you're, after all your tweets about Sick Kids Hospital, they're like, <laughs> no, we're disowning Dan. Uh, and one more before we get to Dan Patrick. Uh, this is from Shane, subject Dan's life lessons. Hi! Big fan of the Pod Boys. I hope things are going well down there, despite what Richard Deitch might be saying. My question is for Dan. Dan, I'm a second-year broadcast journalism student at Durham College in North Oshawa. My former home. Yes, that Durham College. Well, I know that you have a checkered history with Durham College at best. I also know that my small class is desperate for the sage advice of a grizzled industry vet like yourself. With that said, I'd like to formally invite you to speak with our class the next time you find yourself in North Oshawa. You can prepare nothing or something. It'd be totally up to you. Hmm. Also, enough to the sands. Thank God we don't work at TSN, so we didn't have to talk about Phaneuf to the Sens all day yesterday. <laughs> I would have just wanted to. Uh, Shane, myself. thanks for the invite. Uh, I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> and very quickly, because I think we're still calling them, we got one more. Hey, Bod's longtime listener. I always thought throwing loonies at strippers' vag was kind of odd. This is from James Human. I've always thought throwing loonies at strippers' vag was kind of odd. I guess vag, vag is the plural of vaginas. Yeah. But I had no idea Alberta was the only province that did this. Since you both frequent strip clubs, can you explain what some of the other provinces do to tip their strippers? I'll tell you what, nothing. Not on stage. Hmm. I mean, if you get a lap dance in Ontario, you pay for the lap dance. But nobody's throwing money on stage at the brass rail. That's just not happening. That's why it's hard to get the girls to go up and dance, because they're not making anything to do that. They'd rather be in the back giving lap dances. So I've heard. I'd like to point out I don't frequent strip jets. Yeah, right. You're always on there. Did, did we, uh, are we successful? Successful. All right. Uh, we welcome to the podcast uh, broadcast legend Dan Patrick. Uh, thanks for coming on. I'm just worried about Dan. Dan, is, do I need an intervention? Are we okay? Yeah, what do you think? What are your thoughts? He sent some tweets, and then, Dan, I appear on your radio show. People think I'm, I'm, I've got some sort of agenda. We're hanging on by a thread here. We need your advice. Look, what you guys did was admirable. I mean, you stood up for where you work, for the people who got laid off. You care about what you're doing. I don't know. I, you were being honest about the situation. I, I'd rather have that than have you put, you know, send out verbal bouquets to kind of cover up what's going on there. I mean, you care about where you work and who you work with. That's true, Dan. I, I wish, I wish you were our boss, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should point out we met Dan Patrick at the uh, the Sochi Olympics, and the first and only time we ever met, uh, we were sitting in a uh, a uh, hammam, which is a sauna, and uh, we were all sitting there uh, shirtless and with towels on and. Dan walked in, so the first time we all met each other, we are all half naked. It was quite a moment. It's a nice way well, to meet. The awkward part is I didn't have a towel on. I, 
You know why they call it the big show. That's it. There it is. Now you're in town to, well, first of all, you did the radio show on Monday, and then you're taping Celebrity or Sports Jeopardy. So is it true, Dan, that, you know, for O'Toole and I always think of like hosting a game show is like the ultimate sweet, sweet gig in our business. Uh, Knock out a few shows a day, have some fun, a beautiful sidekick, perhaps. True or false? (laughs) I think it. Could be fun. Um, I don't. It, it's weird because you. Yes, it is fun. I was actually trying to make it sound like it was work. I I I can't believe. It. I mean, it, it's it's fun. It is. It's a lot of fun, and I could see doing this as a regular gig one day. But but there aren't that many game shows where you go. You know what? I I could. Still maintain some credibility and do that. Right. And Jeopardy is the one that I always love. So this is obviously a variation of that with Sports Jeopardy. Even Wheel of Fortune, I would hire two. I'd have somebody for vowels and somebody for consonants. And, and I, I would not get, I mean, I wouldn't want to get rid of Vanna, but I mean, I would try to have some fun with these things, dress it up a little bit. But yeah, it, it is fun. It's a different change of pace. So that could be for us then. That could be a great gig for us because I could do vowels and Dan could do consonants. At, at this if point, it doesn't work out of Fox Sports One. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At this point, is Vanna like? Is she driving to work and saying like, "Oh God, oh God, I don't want to go," because it no, has the, to. The, the it, people who work on Sports Jeopardy also work on Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, so it's a very small little world, and they everyone to a person talks about Vanna and Pat and their. It, just their personalities, how they're so into it and doing it. And ex- that that's the amazing part. Even Alex Trebek. I mean, Alex Trebek has got that energy. He's 75. He just wow. got knee replacement. And he is, like, he's the Lou Gehrig of, of doing this. He's just an <laughs> Iron Man there. And you got to have that. That's that's the one thing that leaves you is enthusiasm. And those people have it on those shows. Your radio shows, it, I had so much fun with you guys on Monday, Dan, and I just, I love the Danettes, and, and I love the atmosphere you've created around there. It reminds me so much of the of our podcast atmosphere. Did you, when you hired those guys, first of all, did you know right away that you had a kind of nice rapport where you could bring them on the show? Uh, I know you've mentioned Howard Stern was an influence in that way. Yeah. Did you know right away, though, that, that you guys had a good rapport and that it would make sense to kind of make them a part of the show? By the way, you were right about not inviting Dan to be on the radio show because it gave you more airtime, and I did not see that, but you're right. Yeah. So well done by you, Jay. It was calculated. <laughs> I didn't want to make it seem like it was, but it was. No, no, it, it, well done. Uh, I wanted to hire people I wanted to be around. I wanted to have friends in there, but I also wanted to have guys in there that I've known who would actually be honest. And to listen to Howard Stern... You know, people talk about his interviews. I think his genius is to make people interesting that you would never think would be interesting. And that's people that work on the show. And that was the inspiration. I didn't want to be a solo voice. I didn't want to hear me. But I thought people might want to hear, you know, Fritzy, how interesting he is. Uh, McLovin, Ivy League grad, you know, Seton and, and Paulie and their perspective. And it's almost like you have this studio audience there that gets to interject as you do a three hour show. We put the cameras in, so we gave you a feeling of almost the, the Truman Show, where somebody else is controlling the cameras there of our lives, and they're shooting us, you know, videotaping for three hours. I was able to do that, but um, I was very lucky. I knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't know if I could carry it out. 
Not to, not that I want you to throw you throw people under the bus, but I kind of want you to because we've lucked out every guest that we've ever had on our podcast. I think to a man, we'd say we'd have them back. Uh, have you ever had guests where you're like, "Oh my god, I never want to see that human again. I never want to speak to them again." Oh gosh, I'm sure there are, but but it's usually because they just weren't good guests. They didn't they didn't give you anything. I just never want to bore my audience if. If you're investing in me and I keep you in your car, I want it to pay off. Um, I've had awkward interviews. Uh, Tanya Harding comes to mind, but I'd have her back on. She was she was fascinating and being an absolute mess, but <laughs> it was still good radio, as they say. But um, I just think anybody who goes through the motions and doesn't give it up, then that's where you just say, just check that off the list. They're not they're not welcome back. Okay, you. We talked a little bit about Keith Olbermann when I was there, Dan, and um, and you guys obviously host, hosted Sports Center for years, and were such a popular duo. And we kind of talked about you know how how you guys related to Dan and I up in Canada, and we've been together a long time. And I always wonder if if O'Toole and I stopped working together, like would we actually talk to each other, like or we would just ignore each other and send a, a card, you know, <laughs> once a year? Like how often do you actually talk? To Keith, like, do you guys are you close friends? Do you do you stay in touch? And do you have a lot in common still? We don't have much in common. I don't. I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, it, you know, our lives were different, even at Sports Center. Right. Um, I was married with kids, and you know, he wasn't. He was single, and even socially. But I, I, I didn't want to be around him socially just because I wanted to have that freshness when I saw him every day. And then when we went on the show that there was this, you're, you're happy to see that person and you you can't wait till tomorrow uh, just to bring it back on the show. So I, I just never wanted to feel like whatever we talked about, we'd already talked about it off the air. The feeling was when we got to work and even got on the show that we're basically seeing each other for the first time and we had fun with it. But, um, you know, there, I, I said this to you. He's the best guy I've ever worked with. There's just no better teammate I ever had. And I had great teammates at the mothership. But that dude, I mean, when, you, when you're in the throes of live TV, as you know, and you, and you need somebody to throw you a life preserver, he, he could do it and vice versa. But, you know, five and a half years and you're doing, you know, 200 and whatever shows a year, I mean, that's a whole lot of camaraderie that builds up, and it, and it has to happen naturally because you can't fake it for that amount of time. And uh, But that that respect will stay there forever. We, we did something for five years against the wishes of management. Um, and, you know, even now when I watch you guys, the feeling I'm getting is you're doing stuff that you probably shouldn't be doing. That was the feeling we had every single night. We weren't supposed to be doing it and got threatened with our jobs one time. So we had to try to get away with stuff and to have sort of that feeling that let's see what we can get away with tonight was, was great in forming our friendship on the air. Um, we were trying to get away with something every single night. Now they sort of encourage that behavior at the mothership. But back then they hated us for that. They, well, they begrudgingly loved us, let's put it that way. Well, after after you guys had your, your perfect pairing, they stopped pairing people together, right? Because they didn't want to create uh, that monster again. Yeah, and, and I think that what happened is, and, and I've said this quote before, and people get, get it wrong, that they didn't want another Chris Berman. I mean that out of respect to Chris. Of Chris course. had, you know, he was 
he was able to kind of emerge from the fray and become something. And then that's when they tried to batten down the hatches. And then when Keith came in, it was like full speed ahead. We're going to do it this way. Let's have fun. I was the one that, you know, I was sort of the, the Wally of Leave it to Beaver. And Keith was Eddie Haskell. Like he was like, <laughs> let's get away with whatever we can get away with. I'm like, Oh geez, golly, we could get in trouble. <laughs> and then finally Keith just said, him. Let's go. Let's have fun. And I went, oh, oh, okay. And I'm thinking, God, I could lose my job. I had three kids at the time, but thank God we just, we just, I took off the Hans device and I just said, let's have fun. And it's the most enjoyable. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. I had that moment, um, those years and, you know, probably still living off the fumes of those years. I think we're still living off the fumes of Canada, Dan. So we'll just keep living off those fumes too. Uh, we're gonna... Are you better in Canada than you than you are? To, like, do you feel like that you're mm. in competition with yourself, and you're not quite sure if you were better then than you are now? Mm, that's a great question. I think we've evolved, but we're still exactly the same. Yeah, like I think if that the, makes sense. I think the thing with us is we were never and still aren't good enough broadcasters to try to be anything but ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> like during the World Cup, Dan, I don't know if you saw it, but we took a running tally of the soccer names I screwed up, and I think we ended up with like twenty-eight. <laughs> like we, we make no bones about it. I, mean, I, I can't. I, I I couldn't say them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're bad at our jobs, Dan, <laughs> and it's really worked out great so far. Uh, we're going to yeah, see. I even like the closet like it, And I said this to you, Jay, and I, and I mean it that you guys try to take on ESPN and, and, and you can't you can't do no. it over a three year period or five years. I mean, you have to be in it for the long haul. And I've never be, met one person who said, boy, you know what I love about SportsCenter? They got big TV screen there. That's a that's a big stage they're on. Boy, you gotta love those graphics. <laughs> Nobody cares about any of that stuff. It's you have to have content leading into you. You have to have a game. We were fortunate. Keith and I would have Sunday night baseball or Big East basketball. Like you have to have something that leads people in. There's breadcrumbs you put down. But I like the fact that you're in a closet basically, and you're saying we're in a closet. Come on in. Have fun. It's like men in blazers. Yep. Just come totally. on in. We're going to have fun. We're going to make fun of this whole thing. And as long as you don't have a serious topic that you have to dive into, I think it's great. It's counter-programming, and that's what you need more of instead of saying, let's put all this money into a big set and look how many analysts we have up here. It's, yep. People don't care. They, they, they found The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. They find good content, and that's what's really hard. You know, uh, you have to almost spoon feed management. And say uh, we we have good content here. Oh, okay. We don't need new graphics or a new set. We'll be fine here in the closet. Well, that's it's very well said, and that's why I think we're staying in the closet. <laughs> no, but I love I love the people of it. Yeah, it's a, a Wayne's world where you're on a different floor of the house. Yep. It's yep. it's time to have some fun, Dan. We're going to play uh, our favorite game on the uh, podcast. It's called Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. That. Mike Mike is going to read you questions sent in from our, our Twitter followers, and uh, you answer them as, as you feel. By the way, when Mike called, yeah. that's a creepy voice, man. No, oh, that's, Jim. Th that's Jim. That was Jim. <laughs> that's Jim. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm super <laughs> creepy, by the way. I really am. Like, I didn't know what he was doing at the time when he called because it says, you know, no caller ID, and I usually don't pick up. And he goes, hey, 
Uh, you ready? <laughs> yeah. Delicious. What are you wearing? <laughs> That's for the next phone call. Yeah. Yeah, that so, actually does sound like me, so maybe. Yeah, uh, that was a little creepy. All right, I'm ready to go. I'm going <laughs> okay. to play and, rapid fire. And we got a lot here. So this first one's from Ryan Bodman, and he wants to know, what was Dan's first industry job? Well, let me see. I was uh, part-time in Dayton, Ohio. I did weekends, but I wasn't good enough to get the full-time weekend job at Channel 2 in Dayton, Ohio. So I guess that would be my first TV job that didn't pan out well. All right. Next one's from Maple Syrup Shots. <laughs> what athlete would be the best to sit back, crack a beer, and shoot with? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, boy. So, so people who are alive, we're talking about. Um, Barkley's always fun, but I, I think if I could have Jordan and Barkley, oh, wow. that would be great because Barkley would bring out the best in Jordan. And to see Jordan as competitive as he is, that he makes fun of Charles Barkley not winning titles, (laughs) he's pretty rough on him. So I would say that if I could have two, it'd be Barkley and Jordan, but only together. But does does Barkley also bring Jordan's defenses down a little, bring the guard down a little bit, maybe? He he opens him up, but he also knows that Michael has to have something competitive with, with everything he does. So there's a competition. We were at a golf tournament, and I remember having beers. How about this table? It was it was Michael, Quinn Buckner, Barkley, Lou Holtz, Bigger Phelps, and me. And it turned into this, you know, it was like a roast. It was the Friars <laughs> roast with Jordan just killing Barkley. And for no reason other than Jordan had to have, to have something – some stake in the game, so he just made fun of Charles and the fact that he'd never won a championship. So, bizarre, but entertaining. Hmm. All right, next one's from Rick Cormier. How do you always get into Adam Sandler's movies? He's so loyal. <laughs> That's it. Once uh, once I got in, uh, Rob Schneider said, once you're in the family, you're in the family. And Sandler writes a role for me in, I think now 12 or 13 movies. And he wrote a role for me to play Abe Lincoln. Uh, I'm in a movie that is coming out next summer that I already shot where he wrote a role for me. He just says, Hey, Danny got a role for you. And then he'll send me the script, tell me when to show up and that's it. But what, uh, what started it was he was, going to have Keith Oberman on Happy Gilmore to play, I think, the role that Vern Lundquist played as the golf announcer. <laughs> yeah. And Keith, I don't, for some reason, didn't show up or couldn't show up for the shoot. And I remember Sandler, I saw him in a Knicks game, and I said, uh, hey, Sam, man, how are you? He goes, Danny, your boy f***ed me. I go, <laughs> what? He goes, yeah, yeah, going to put your boy Keith in Happy Gilmore. And I said, well, you ever need somebody, call me. He goes, Danny, you're in my next movie. You're Danny McPatrick, and you're going to have a mustache on. And sure enough, he put me in a, a movie. Uh, we did Longest Yard, where I play an officer with a mustache. So, um, so true to his word, and he's remained a, a friend for uh, quite some time. And how would you rate, Dan, your, your acting skills over the course of the 12 films? Have you become... Did you start not so good, and now you're almost Daniel Day-Lewis-esque now at this point? 
Uh, I'm a method actor. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's obvious. But um, I thought I was being typecast as the tall, pasty police officer with a mustache. So I tried to break out of that. And uh, I've successfully done that. Um, I, I, I portrayed Abe Lincoln. And um, I don't know what's next. But I'm thinking of maybe something in the transgender type field, but I don't know yet. So yeah, that, yeah. Uh, you know, now, now breaking new ground. Are you so tight? Are you uh, one of the guys that he delivered? I think a Lamborghini just showed up in the driveway after uh, one of the uh, the movie shoots. No, I uh, I didn't get that. Um, it's kind of a sore subject. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for okay. It it's not about that. It's no, not, it's no. just about the craft. It's, it's not, what it's about. That it's is not about getting a stupid car to show how much Sandler cares about me. Yeah, I mean, right. It's about Those the other guys needed the affirmation. <laughs> I don't. That's right. I know he loves me. All right, one more. It's from Cristiano Simonetta. What's the biggest piece of advice for an aspiring sportscaster? I think that'd be aspiring. Aspiring. Uh, get on the air, either radio, TV, and if you're not on the air, work at a radio or TV station. Because once you're on the inside, then you hear what's going on. Don't be afraid to go to a smaller market. Don't be afraid to take a chance. Don't be afraid to be different. Be able to write. Be able to stand up in the front of hundreds of people, one person, and deliver something off the cuff. Have somebody throw a topic at you, sports-related, and speak and see what you know. Uh, be knowledgeable. Uh, don't be afraid to have fun, sense of humor. But uh, writing is something that was very important because we had to write everything at Sports Center, and I think the ability to stand up in front of people and feel natural, feel comfortable, is um, is something that can be learned. But uh, you have to get a lot of reps at doing it. And Dan, one last question, um, because ninety five percent of our listeners are Canadian. Do you have a, a connection to Canada? Do you have a favorite trip there? Do you have a favorite Canadian city? Oh, boy. I've been to Calgary. I've been to Banff. Loved Vancouver. Loved Toronto. Montreal went up for the Expos when they played the Mets and did an interview with Gary Carter. Um, let me see. What else? You've been a lot of I've places. I've not been to Edmonton. And after Jay described it, how important he is that there is a... Gretzky Way or something, and That's then right. Jay has his own street or something. The or airport's Boulevard. named after Jay. Yeah, the Edmonton International Airport is actually the Jay Onright International <laughs> Airport. You're landing at Onright Airport <laughs> when you fly in there. So that's a, I'd like, Edmonton is on my travel bucket list. Yeah, it and, should be. Uh, I, I hope to get there. I've not been to Winnipeg, uh, Saskatoon. Moose Jaws is something, and Medicine Hat are two places I'd like to take the uh, wife to yeah. and uh, pretty much rip it up a little bit. Just an RV and a, and a dream, really. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah, I got an Airstream and uh, just hook it up to the Ram truck and let's just go. Let's just let's just go. Bring it on. I might bring Barry Melrose with me just to make it interesting. But, oh, good, um, good yeah. Saskatchewan boy right there. I'll and say Dan, this. Go this summer because everything's half price because of the dollar. That's true. The dollar's in the tank, Dan. This is a time to take the family there. You, Melrose, everybody, you're going to get a lot, of, a lot of bang for your buck in Canada. Um, I, I've been to Nova Scotia, by the way. Yeah, you oh, mentioned you you did a bi yeah. like a bike tour with your wife, right? Yeah, yeah. I took my wife. My wife took me uh, to Nova Scotia, and uh, so that does that count? Oh, yes, big of time! Of course, beautiful. I love people. Nova Scotia. I go back to Nova Scotia 
uh, Cabot Trail, Peggy's Cove. Uh, you know, we, I, I uh, had a great time, loved the people, and uh, it was... Jay, you sounded surprised that a man of my wealth and means yeah. would, would you know, pay a visit to Nova Scotia. Not at all, and if, I'm sorry if I came across that way. I'm, I was more delighted that you enjoyed it so much. And oh, okay, because I got the feeling that you were looking down upon me as if who do you think you are? No, that's I just think. in general, Dan. That's just in general. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you are taller than me. But, right, right. I, it was a little bit awkward, but yeah, yeah. I love uh, I love Canada. Yeah, no, it's, uh, and, and yeah. as I mentioned, I, I know you're on a bunch of stations up there, but boy, the people in Hamilton at TSN Radio in Hamilton were so happy when I mentioned them on your show, Dan. So one more mention to TSN Radio <laughs> Hamilton. Dan's on every it. day, 9 to noon. Dan, you know what, we- I might... I might uh, put Hamilton on my list, too. I mean, I don't know yet, but uh, I'll talk to the wife. But, uh, I mean, if we go up to the Ticats game. Right. Uh, See the tabbies. Be, like, you know, oh, they flip the coin, whatever. I mean, I'm willing to do it. I just, I gotta... <laughs> flip the loony. Uh, Dan, we, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Jay, next time I'm out here in May, yeah. you know you're welcome to come back. And what? Hello? Can I, can I come? Yeah. I think we Dan. Well, Dan? I, it's up to Jay because I all I know is it was awkward when I said we'd love to have both of you on, yeah. and then Jay said, "You know what? Let's just let's just let Dan stay at home. I think he's in a in a dark dark period in his life, in his blue period." And I said, "Okay, fine." So, yeah. uh, Dan, I'd love to have you on with Jay. Well, yeah. Dan, Dan a few more tweets, Jay I might have, have to stay on, home. Really, what it comes down to. Well, yeah. and, and my and I was t- saying earlier in the podcast, Dan, that uh, my favorite part of the morning, other than of course that you know the interview was so much fun, I was feeling so good about myself. I I'm walking out the door, and Cato Kalen walks up and throws me a T-shirt because he thought I was a staffer on your show. So <laughs> it all came full circle for me, my friend. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you can hang it up in the closet, boys. It's a pretty nice T-shirt. Dan, thanks so much for taking a little time for us. We really appreciate it. Hey, happy and, uh, and uh, you know, good luck. Thank I you. I mean it. Good luck. Thank you. You're going to need friend. it. I mean, good luck. Good luck. We know. Good luck. We know. Thanks, Thank you, Dan. guys. Take that care. That is uh, Dan Patrick. You can follow him on Twitter, uh, DP Show. It's, uh, I don't, is that the Twitter account for the Yeah, the that's, show? that's the show yep. Twitter okay. account. Man, great guy. Um, we kind of have to do a shorter podcast this week, but I wanted to see this. I guess it, Mike described this I think this it's going to end up being like an hour, isn't it? By when it's oh, all yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a video just, sweeping the internet. got a ton of tweets about this. What? So yeah. what is this? Get, set this I mean, up for me. It's a kid playing kazoo. Okay. Slightly creepy. Okay. Um, okay. You on kazoo know. is what it's uh, listed at on YouTube. Okay. Okay. All right, all right, didn't work. Out. It says on mute. Yeah, we had okay. this great interview with Dan, and now the podcast. Take the mute off. Going to a halt. Okay. Nope. I like that he thought Jim had a creepy voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go. I sound like something clicked in. There if he met me, he'd freak out. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who are you? I'll tell you a secret. Sometimes I get a little. Quiet when I meet lots of new kids. You know what? I think we're gonna be friends. Special friends. And when I'm with friends, I like to have fun, 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 fun! I like to sing, dance, pretend, and come.
kazoo? Yeah, I like to kazoo. Me too, because you can do anything with a kazoo. That's crazy. I like pretending different animals. Let's pretend more. Yoo-hoo, kids. <laughs> it's me, the pretend spirit. <laughs> what the hell? What is happening? I just remembered the special way to get the spirit out to play. Your hips. These kids have problems, folks. Kinda like they're dancing. I think the spirit's coming up to play. Keep pretending. No, you don't want the spirit to come out. What? I don't like Carl at all. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Carl. Let's go over here. Just you and me. Do you smoke crack cocaine? <laughs> I just want to say... Thanks. I'm glad you came along. Okay, this is... Partner. I want to see So, <clears throat> obviously this is dubbed over. What what year is this from? I'd love to know, like, what when this was actually shown. And it just kind of shows what kind of youth is living today. <laughs> Holy There's man. a 30-minute version. That is crazy. <laughs> that man. features more Brett, more Carl. Looks like the kid from Who's the Boss. Carl is... Yeah, Danny Pintaro. Yeah. Yeah. He's... That kid's teeth creep me the... F but seriously, you, if kid. a spirit is talking to you, you do everything to avoid that spirit coming closer. Or maybe you embrace the spirit. Embrace the spirit. Can we do a quick uh, Six Degrees of Engineer, Jim? That was very weird. Very weird. <laughs> yeah. Jam in with Jimmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six Degrees of Engineer, Jim. Jim, of course, uh... A sound engineer extraordinaire on many terrific albums, and of course, for here at Fox Sports. I'm still baffled that he works on this podcast. I am too, Jim. We don't deserve you at all. <laughs> yeah. We it's don't. my favorite part of the week. It's I tell awesome. you guys that every time. I love doing the podcast. Uh -huh, with you guys. Very it's an honor for me. <laughs> <laughs> we love having you here, my friend. We love having you here. Um, here's one that actually I. Can't believe we haven't asked you this before from Dylan Bossardberry. Uh, the artist is. The lead singer of Led Zeppelin, Robert Plant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I have a connection to him t two different ways. One was uh, um, when he did his record uh, with Alison Krauss in Union Station. Yep. Uh, and he did that with T-Bone Burnett. I worked with T-Bone on... Uh, T-Bone! Uh, Warren Zevon's last album. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Pretty cool. That and is then cool. Uh, also, I have a connection to him through Jason Bonham, who I've had the pleasure of hanging out and partying with with the boys from Guns N' Roses. Oh, boy. Back in the day when we were playing Wembley Stadium. Oh my God! What was so Jason Bonham? Is it, like what? What kind of a guy is he? You grow up the son of like this legendary drummer, uh, and then you're a great a guy. And, and he was very, very humble. Really great guy. Immensely talented. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm surprised we've never asked this one before. This one from Riley Jeb and Don Carpenter, the Tragically Hip, the the most famous Canadian band of one one of the most famous Canadian bands of all time. I know. Uh, 
I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. But I, you guys are gonna have to help me connect this one. Okay. okay. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, six degrees. We got six degrees. A uh, producer that I've worked with a lot, Mike Clink, who produced Guns and yep. a number of bands, produced I Mother Earth. Oh, okay, okay. And I'm wondering... They've toured, they've been on probably the, the same festivals. In, For sure. The hip and I Mother Earth have played together. Surely they've been in, on bills together. Surely. They have to have. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to use that and my connection with, of course, Jay and Dan mm-hmm. as my six degrees to the tragically hip. It's good, good enough for Never me. Never had That's a right. chance to work with them, unfortunately. I would have loved to have. Because, I think that would be pretty cool, As I actually. mentioned before, Johnny Fay, the drummer for the hip, yep. was at my uncle, one of his weddings. Uh, so there's the connection right there. Perfect. There we Done. Go. We did it. Johnny we Fay did it. married to Catherine Humphreys, who is also a sportscaster. Boom! And, Score! And they have a house in the Muskokas. It's like in the middle of a lake. Yeah, on an island. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, we saw it. We were creeping on it. Make sure you follow uh, Engineer Jim. I'd love Jim. to go there, by the way. Oh, Muskoka, yeah. so nice. It is very nice. Why uh, don't we, Tulsi, why don't we go together and buy a cottage up there together? You like cottages? No. Uh, <laughs> follow Engineer Jim at Engineer Jim. Make sure you follow our good friends. Uh, we already mentioned Peter Schreger's. You follow uh, Mike at Micklehouse. Uh, our good friend Pat Muldowney. Pat, uh, you're supposed to bring treats. You missed last week. Anyone who misses a week brings tasty treats. That's the rule. But we did point out Pat's been very good with attendance this year. Like, yeah, he's only missed one. That really good. And We're very his, proud of his you. miss was to be at the Super Bowl, so that's pretty good. Yeah, excuse. and uh, Ben Teller, you follow him, uh, you get a lot of pics. A lot of pictures of Ben's. <laughs> hey, because Ben nice. grew up in the valley. That's all he knows. Yeah, pics. That's so, what they, they have a, they, in grade one, you learn how to do yeah, it. Yeah, you sa- snap a <laughs> selfie. True. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, professional. Profe- professional. <laughs> by a I'm a professional return. photographer. What, next week, by the way, we have to get Ben to tell the story about the wedding he was at with uh, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. And his story of like how he became a pick taker? No, he's oh, a, a cancer Oh, how he became... Uh, right, uh, right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Dick pick, cancer, same thing. Right. So, uh, and thanks Wayne Gretzky for coming on. <laughs> Episode 99. <laughs> oh my God. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. And Dan Patrick. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Dan Patrick. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Jay and Dan. Uh, Jay's uh, Twitter handle at Jay Onright and mine is at FS1 O'Toole. Facebook, too. It's good. Good podcast. Hey, we we enter into syndication next week. Episode 100. 100. It's the old 1090 deal. And then we can retire. I don't don't, know. I don't think we can, Tulsi. Not if we want to afford that cottage together. It's not happening. Thanks for joining us. So long, my time It'd be so fun to have a cottage. Has just left we could all building. we could do the podcast out of the cottage. Yeah. That'd be awesome, right? Jim yeah. could build a studio. Can, yeah, Jim, you could have a studio up there. That'd be awesome. Bands are always recording it on lake cottages, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah nice, yeah. cool atmosphere. Oh, that's great. great. Ambiance. We could all do mushrooms, oh, right? We could do mushrooms. Awesome. No be better be place amazing. to do drugs like that than a than a beautiful isolated cottage. It's it's good for the creativity too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Toolsy and I could learn to play instruments, and well, we'll spitball it. Actually. Love you, boys. Have a great one. You boys.
Keep. <laughs> I can play the trombone. Hi, this is Lisa Ann. This is the end of the podcast, so all you can get out of here.